0: welcome into another edition of the commitment issues podcast our second this week this is a uh a bare bones no frills edition as our producer and uh, third co-host of the show nick Kruger is uh traveling to see his family boy must be nice huh rob yeah no kidding man you, we're, we'll all be together though soon and that's good uh also
1: on on the verge of signing day here in the aftermath i guess i want to become one of those guys these reporters that act like covering signing day is going off to war like i've been up for 72 hours and you know finally a night of sleep please clap for me it's like what are you doing at three in the morning you're talking a lot to coaches and and players at 2 a.m like i don't i don't understand like i you know sure you work for a little while but are we really acting like this is working in the minds
0: well, you know, he, Adam Friedman had to wait till 2 o'clock to have lunch yesterday, per his Twitter.
1: Well, I searched. I, I went online and just searched signing day sleep, and it's yeah. just a litany of reporters. Like, finally, a good night's sleep. And I'm like, well, what are you doing at 1 a.m.? I, I,
0: I, okay. Wait, can you read some of them? You haven't pulled up or uh, No, I can do it right now, though. Okay. Um, you, you do that. You work on that. So uh- – yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of talk of National Unfollow Day, which is like people want to celebrate. You, you wonder. You, there's a lot of talk in this industry about why kids don't want to talk to us. Uh, they, you know, they don't like to do interviews. Uh, t- treating one way is treating them like a commodity. Where you sit here and say, "I can't wait to unfollow you," you know. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's a it's an odd dynamic that we all have, and I often will tell kids who who get mad at me when they go to college and I unfollow them and I'll say, look, you know, you've got my phone number. (laughs) Like (laughs) Twitter is not the ultimate thing. And number two, do you want me, you know, monitoring everything you're doing? I'm still a lame adult and you're a college kid who's going to go have fun. Go have fun. You don't need to have reporters following your every move. So
1: I've got, I've got some good ones here.
0: Okay. Don't, you don't have to to say who said them,
1: but I mean, I'll just pick one. Okay. Fifteen hours from now, I'll finally be able to sleep. Until then, welcome to signing day. It's like, what, what are you doing? I, congratulations <laughs> on staying awake for fifteen hours. I don't. But here's another good one. Doing well, but Wednesday is National Signing Day. Must stock up on sleep now. Wait, what, did you sleep all day normally? I don't. I, I really want to ask one of these people. I tweet right. What are you That's doing right. at one thirty in the morning?
0: You working? Wait, what? What time was the? uh What time was the fifteen hours from now? I will get to sleep tweeted. Uh, at? What time? It?
1: it doesn't have a time stamp It just oh yeah, seven o five a.m.
0: So okay, okay, so fifteen out. So you're gonna to go to bed at ten o'clock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you woke up and say "Congratulations!" Here's one from a from a good friend of the podcast. Here, his name I won't say because he's a close friend of mine. After a long night's spot or. A, After finally a long night's sleep, here are some thoughts on National Signing Day. Congratulations. They make it seem like they don't sleep during the season. Like, you're so sleep-deprived. You just stay up until 4 in the morning thinking about recruiting?
0: I got news for you and I are about to get less sleep this weekend uh, when we go into Rivals camps and having to get up at Because uh, especially me, you know, I'm a, I am ai like to stay up late. I like to... I, I hit my stride about 9 o'clock every night. So having to get up at 6.45 in the morning and go cover a camp is... I'm going uh, yeah,
1: to hop on Twitter and be like, long night of drinking in LA last night. And finally, I get some sleep after this camp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, well, the whole the whole concept is, you know, we we always have to tell people how hard we're working. But, yeah, please uh, clap, right? You have to, well,
1: you have to let people know. Let,
0: let me tell you something, and I, I I'm not going to say if if some of those I texted some uh, reporter friends of ours the other night at 2:30 a.m. Uh, on Wednesday or on Tuesday night because I was up late. Uh, I was still writing. I was. Uh, we were just talking about it. We we do a lot of pre work trying to get things ready for guys who commit so we can just have a story to push out right when they announce on signing day. So I was up until uh, probably about 3 a.m., uh, which is fine because that's, you know, it's my job. I was just doing my job and then I got about four hours of sleep uh, and then I worked all day yesterday. And that's probably why I have a, a bad headache today. But, you know, like you said, I mean, my dad was a logger who would get up every day at 4 a.m., <laughs> You know what I mean? And go, go out and, and risk that's the, the
1: other thing. They act so exhausted. It's like, what were you doing? You're sitting in front of a laptop. Are you lifting weights? Like, what, am I doing this wrong? Am I supposed to be doing deadlifts between commitments?
0: Right. You want to talk about you want to talk about disheartening. Looking down at my Fitbit yesterday at 10 a.m. and having like 1,100 steps, uh, you know, that that's something to complain about. The yeah, lack of activity. Make sure to
1: tell people that you're too tired.
0: Yeah, I'm too tired to go to the gym. So anyway. pressing
1: the R key on my keyboard. All right, we should move on.
0: Yeah, we should move on. We want to remind everybody: leave us a review on iTunes. Please tell a friend. This is the time of year, obviously. Uh, you know, recruiting is now dying down after Signing Day, but uh, we have a new recruiting calendar. We'll have official visits coming as soon as two months. We're going to have some series where we introduce you to uh, to uh, twenty nineteen players on the Rivals dot com website. So uh, we always keep it fun. We keep it light. We try to talk about college football topics as well, and it's a good way to stay. Uh, tied in with the sport uh, as it comes as uh, we come down the stretch and get 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 moving because guess what rob people kids are signing again in 10 months this is not like get your sleep now because <laughs> 10 months from now <laughs> yeah i should tweet that 10 months to
1: get a stock up on sleep because 10 <laughs> months from now i had to stay up for six days straight <laughs>
0: <laughs> well well my point was about me not getting any me staying up late was i texted i texted uh One of our close friends who lives down there in South Florida.
1: Oh, God. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We've got a good one here. Okay. From a reporter who is not complaining about her sleep, but signing – okay. She posts a GIF of uh, the cat from Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. taping open his eyes with the caption when your baby is going through sleep regression and it's also less than two weeks until signing day. So signing day is in everybody. It's affecting babies. It's, it's really,
0: <laughs> well, I, you know, that's another common shtick, uh, which I can't relate to as I have no uh, children of my own, uh, talking about how little sleep you get uh, when you have a child. That's classic shtick. Um, but I think that one's
1: more real than signing day. Like, how you understand if there's another human being screaming in your ear for food? Uh, there's no recruit calling you and screaming in your ear for food at
0: one point. Well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe in the Southeast, I could see that happening. Uh, hey, hey, Coach Rob, yeah, let me hold that hamburger for a second. Let <laughs> me get some advice to the Rivals camp. Oh, so anyway, as I was saying, I did text several recruiting reporters at Rivals and not at Rivals at 2.30 a.m. the other night because I wanted to share a funny video, uh, which I wish we could play on the podcast. Oh, M. Deuce. M. Deuce blessed the recruiting world with a signing day gift uh, at at about 2 a.m. on uh, Wednesday morning, uh, late Tuesday night. And boy, we loved it, Rob, didn't we? I mean, you were it laughing. Was, it, yeah, it was one of the more amazing things. I sent it to some of my friends. It was,
1: it was good. So, I, I and mean, the best way—I mean, this is bad radio. The best way, I guess, we can sum it up is we play some of the drops on our show from a legendary uh, voicemail from another reporter that screamed at Woody, uh, and M. Deuce mixed it
0: into. A beat, which, which I enjoyed thoroughly, with heavy profanity. I mean, it, it might be all profanities, uh, but it was it was amazing. Big shot M Deuce. He's still working on it. He 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 sent it to me. But you know what a life M Deuce leads. You want to talk about not getting any sleep? He's up at midnight. He's got multiple children. He's got a full time job. But you know he's out entertaining the people, uh, making making beats. So uh, you know if you ever see us in person, Woody and Rob. We have it on our phone, and we would be more than happy to uh, to play it for you. So, all right, let's get into the show. I'm sure we've been uh, talking enough. But what, what are you? What is that noise you're making over there? Uh, I unmuted my microphone
1: because I actually I cut out a police siren for once.
0: Okay. Well, when you. When you press unmute, you got to be gentle because then it's just as, it's just as, it's just as loud. You're getting, you guys are getting the full uh, raw experience here, uh, as Nick would usually clean up a sound, excess sound like that. And that's why we've been praised for our production value. So we miss you, Nick. Uh, tell your family. Uh, tell your mother. T- tell your mother. I said hi. <laughs> um, so so it was a busy day yesterday, Rob. Uh, there was now I don't know. Did you do any radio interviews?
1: I did. I did a couple. Um I did one back in Kansas. Uh I for some reason have become the go-to uh Utah radio man. <laughs> so I I did one of those. Uh and I think I did one other one around here in Florida.
0: Yeah, I'm uh <laughs> I'm still feeling. By the way, I got one from a radio station in Tampa. Asked me to come on at 7:30 a.m. this morning, and I was like, "Are you insane? You know that you know how little sleep I got It's signing day, lifting <laughs> yes. <it's> weights." <laughs> but I do not get up at 7:30 a.m. under any circumstances uh, during the week. So, sorry, uh, WDAE in—I uh, think that's what it was—the Sports Animal. Um, I, I had to tell them uh, no. So, uh, but everyone I did. That it was a common theme. Well, boy, signing day just not what it used to be, Rob. Uh, talk to us about the early signing day and how it really killed the drama, which it couldn't be further from the truth, but it's just a thing that people decided, right?
1: Yeah, and it's like then they just repeat it,
0: which I, I appreciate. It. Well, I mean, I did probably five or six interviews, including one yesterday. Yesterday afternoon where I specifically told myself last year after doing an interview at the station, I was like, I'm not doing it next year. I'm just, (laughs) I was like, when this guy asks me, I'm just not going to respond. So he emailed me. I didn't respond. And then I got a phone call from Tallahassee, which I assumed was a Florida state coach calling to complain about the rankings or something. Uh, and, and which we have several coaches on the Florida state staff who have kids who are recruits this year. So I also thought it might be something related to that. So I answer the phone at the, the radio station I'm talking about was not in Tallahassee. I answer the phone and it's the producer from the show. I didn't want to do asking me to come on. And I told them, I said, "Look, I'll come on, but because the reason I don't like to do it is because they would keep you for thirty minutes, you know." And I'm just like, I can only talk so much here about you know these cliche questions. And I told him, I said, "Look, I can do ten minutes in and out." And of course, I was on the I was on for twenty five minutes, and the radio host. I told the radio host when he introduced me. He said, "Well, Woody, we've been doing this now for almost fifteen years. Every signing day, I was like, uh, he's like, he's like dating back to boy, I can't even remember how long I was in. I was in Huntsville, Alabama, and I was like, you know, fifteen years ago, uh, I, I was a freshman in college, uh, my third freshman year, probably. I was probably trying to get people to come watch
1: my emo band play at a, <laughs> at a local eighteen and eighteen and over bar."
0: So you were in a, were in a band?
1: <laughs> oh, I wasn't actually in a band. Oh, okay,
0: Jeez. Well, I was definitely announcing uh, high school basketball games doing public address, one of my favorite things to do. Uh, check me out on YouTube. There's a great video of me doing an intro for Mike Farrell at the Georgia Dome. So my point was there was just as much drama as there is any other year, maybe more. I feel like we had more incidents that broke through into the national media. I was watching – I had left the TV running on uh, – ESPN and they had a, you know, whatever baseball show they run with Chris Rose as the host. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were showing Jacob Copeland's mom walking off during, I mean, so th- that's when you know, it's crossed over. Uh, I'm sure it was on PTI around the horn. Who knows? Probably on first take this morning. I'm sure everyone's got takes about it. So we'll start with him, Jacob Copeland. Of course he commits to Florida. It was a bizarre scene. Uh, His mom walks off and everybody is starts mouthing off about what she should and shouldn't do. So first, Rob, let's go let's talk about Copeland picking Florida. I think we we always thought that's where he was going. Alabama was rumored Tennessee was considered. What was the what was the term I texted you earlier about Tennessee? I, I don't dark know. I don't horse. Know who,
1: yeah. Somehow Tennessee decided they were involved. I don't know. I don't, they never were. Well, they um, were a dark horse contender. Yes. Something. Something like that. Yeah. I think we always knew it was going to be Florida. He decommitted just because of the coaching change. Uh, he was always going back there. Maybe Alabama had a shot, but I, I don't even really think they did. I, the, the mom thing. I've got a take. I've got a real weird theory on this, and it may not be true. I
0: kind of feel like it was a work. Well, he said something later where he said, "Oh yeah, mom's always doing, mom 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 knows her role. She's you know someone mentioned that she should have won an Academy Award.
1: Yeah, it was a work that, and that makes the the thing with ESPN even more embarrassing. Them yelling at her and lecturing her." Um, which was so – maybe the most uncomfortable five minutes of television I've ever sat through. If you didn't watch it, after Clubman's mom walked off the stage after the commitment, apparently angry in air quotes, they were like, this isn't about you. They're just like yelling through the TV at a kid's mom. They asked the family to come on the show and announce. Then the mom walks off and they don't like that. So they then start lecturing the mom. I, I don't know, man. And I, Like I said, I think it was a work. I think that uh, this was – Coordinated, I think that it was always gonna be a thing. I mean, you're seizing the spotlight. I know Jacob a little bit. I know he kind of likes that role. I don't know the mother, but it really felt like a work. She was back there hugging him, you know, afterwards, later. I I don't know. I think ESPN went off the deep end with this, lecturing the mom uh, about stealing the spotlight or whatever.
0: Well, you know, take it from me, someone who obviously doesn't have a good relationship with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> the uh who cares? She can do whatever she wants. She could can- not the man could smashed the camera with a baseball bat for all I care to to sit here for us or for the people on the the ESPN broadcast to to you know chastise her I've got news for you if I'm Jacob Copeland and I hear what they're saying in my ear about my mom I yeah I'm, no kidding <laughs> it's going to be pro- there're going to be problems as as at one time you know I famously my my uh my Uncle John is really, you know, the ultimate black sheep of the family, one of the most embarrassing humans you can ever spend time because with. because quite a theme on this podcast. Right. Right? I, 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 maybe I'll tweet it. I, I, actually, when I was at my aunt's house over the weekend, I found a picture of him and it was him getting his ear pierced at like age 50 uh, with, uh, you know, I don't know sure if he was wearing a shirt or not. But anyway, you know, he famously is, you know, can be a little outlandish person. He's wearing pink sweatpants and and dressing odd and whatnot. And one time we went to a restaurant and, you know, we're always making fun of him, obviously, as I am right now. And my cousins, you know, barely like him, that they barely want to deal with him. But somebody said something about it. Somebody muttered a comment about, you know, they, they said something about him being gay or something like that. Or so, you know, there was, there was the peanut gallery made a comment. And my cousins, you want to talk about springing into action, we almost had to get in a giant fight at this, like at an Applebee's at the mall. I thought it was going to be- Oh, man,
1: it's playing the Applebee's. is really, I what? mean, you want to talk about checking off something on the, uh, on the, on the old bucket list, well, fish
0: like I think that. it was actually, I think it was actually RJ Gators, which is a Florida establishment. I'm not sure if you've ever been to, Rob. They have like these swinging, these chairs that are like gliders. Uh, they're pretty cool. But the point is, I can have a dispute with my mom. But, you know, if I'm not letting people talk about my mom like that, I don't care who I don't care what type of relationship they have. As they showed, she came back and hugged him a few minutes later, you know, like Well that's the thing, man. Like I I don't
1: know. It felt so sanctimonious, the whole broadcast did for anybody that watched it. It was like if they weren't lecturing kids, they were lecturing moms. And just the big picture of it. It's like, all right, hey Jacob Copeland, why don't you come on our show and we'll do a quick like signing day ratings grab, you can announce your commitment. But also if your family does anything we don't like, we're gonna we're gonna disgrace them as bad parents on national television for a while. You cool with that?
0: Right. And that's that's you know, that's problematic. And I think uh you know, I mean, they, like they, I said, they called
1: her they they essentially called her a bad
0: mother on national television. Right. They said it's not about you. This is well, and this How was embarrassing for the kid, and I'm like, ugh, just lay off the mom, dude. Right. This was two segments after another kid, uh, which we, we can roll right into, Quay Walker was caught. You know, he, he went to put a Tennessee hat on. Oh man! Breaking, breaking news: Isaiah Thomas traded to the Lakers. Holy cow! Oh, wow!
1: Jeez! <laughs> Did LeBron vanish him?
0: Get your NBA talk here. Well, boy, the, uh, this is the problem I have with other NBA porters jumping in on the news. All, all our boy Chris Mannix, a friend of the show, tweeted was Isaiah Thomas is part of the package of going to the Lakers, but it doesn't say what the initial package is. I got to find where's Woj. Um. Let's see. They may not know yet. That may be the only thing that leaked out. Uh, Lakers sending Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance to the Cavaliers. Cleveland is sending Isaiah Thomas and Channing Fry to the Lakers. Cavaliers also sending its 2018 first round pick, which is protected. So uh, that seems weird. What a weird trade, huh? I guess Cleveland feels like they have to do something. Um, Even though LeBron had
1: a massive night last night.
0: Oh boy, that was Shut a great game. So so anyway, but there's your breaking news, which is probably way old by the time you listen to this. So Jacob Copeland puts on the hat.
1: No, uh, uh, not Jacob Copeland. Quay Walker.
0: excuse me, Quay Walker. Sorry. He just a little backstory. He was committed to Alabama, but basically wasn't committed. I think we knew it was down to Tennessee and uh, and Georgia. So he picks up the Tennessee hat, puts it on, then takes it off and like throws it behind him. Yeah uh and 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 then p- puts on like a georgia straw t- straw hat type thing which i thought was a, i thought it was cool that he put that on as a regular hat but people just lost it and once again it was mac brown the former texas coach essentially going in on the kid saying he's immature and then saying saying well what's up with the you know doesn't he have a parent or a coach and it's ah. like so, so so on one hand you're saying the parent or the coach should should tell the kid what to do then when the then two segments later when the when the (laughs) the parent tries to tell the kid what to do and the kid doesn't listen and the parent gets mad we're we're chastising both sides so we don't want to get all caught up in the broadcast the problem the point is these are kids i mean you saw jacob copeland crying like you know he's bawling which is a recent trend, mainly among wide receivers. Which well, I and here's the other thing. How about in
1: general, we just in everything? How about we just drop the sanctimonious tone? Like, how about you just cover the news and not scold people? Um, how about that? Like, you don't see when like a professional athlete gets arrested for smoking weed or something. Nobody's you're messing your life up, young man. Like, I I don't know. It just seems like for whatever reason. Everybody that is a reporter feels like that's not good enough when it comes to covering high school kids. You have to be a reporter and a mentor and also somebody that lectures them. I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, have no, I have no interest in ever lecturing anybody about anything. Well, maybe,
0: that's- and, and that's different. And I don't know what it is. There is a paternal aspect to some people who have our job, and especially the ones that are removed from dealing with the kids. Like you know, there are people who are in prominent roles. Uh, you know, in the college football media or recruiting media that don't actually interact with the kids for more than a few minutes a year. So – and that's where we get into the talk of what a fine young man. He just does everything right. You know, well, you you talk to the kid for three minutes. He pronounced the word right, so you've decided that he's – a Right. So so there's a lot of issues. The the bottom line is uh, Quay (laughs) – the, the the bottom line is quay walker can do whatever he wants and guess what five years from now if you ask quay walker should you have done that when he's more mature he's probably going to say no i shouldn't have done that you know I, I, you know but you get caught up in the moment and and as a you know there were some tennessee fans talking about it and and one one of them famously replied that if well if if, if we got the kid and he did that to the georgia hat we wouldn't care And that's entirely true. Sure. Is it disrespectful and immature because a school gave you an opportunity and you want to throw the hat or whatever? Yes, probably. But guess what? Do you want to, you know what kind of stuff I was doing that was disrespectful and immature when I was 17 and 18? (laughs) I I would, we wouldn't be able to run the podcast if I told
1: you all the stuff I got into when I was that age.
0: Right. Because you do stupid stuff. You act instinctually and then you're kind of like, oh, my bad. I guess I shouldn't have done. I do that now. I I get in trouble all the time. For you are still like
1: routinely screaming at strangers over minor annoyances,
0: right? And you know, I, oftentimes I stand by my actions, but oftentimes I apologize. the The bottom line is we have to stop. We you know, and and this is part of the problem. This is the reason the early signing day was pushed by you know the middle aged media was because, oh, this is out of control. Another siding day circus. <laughs> yeah, no It's like wh-
1: – well, Guess what? You still cover it. Everybody still clicks on it. I, I don't – You can't be sanctimonious and still run the stuff on your network. What did you think was going to happen? It's amazing the way that it happened too with Copeland too because the mom got up and walked out. And then the guy interviewing him pushes Copeland on – On the issue, which I don't really mind, whatever he asks him, where'd your mom go? What happened? He's starting to ask follow up questions, which is fine. But if you are going to push that narrative and like ask those questions, you can't then come off of the broadcast and scold the the circus because you kind of just fed into it, you know.
0: Right. The bottom line is, you need people who are involved in this stuff need to, like you said, cover it. Now, if if I'm on TV, for example. And obviously, it's a tough situation. You're on TV for ten hours or whatever, so it's it's a little rough. If I'm on TV, and uh, and something like that happens with our, with Jacob Copeland, the mom, we're kind of laughing about it. And be like, man, I guess she wasn't happy with the choice, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, it, 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 and what do you do? Then you move on. You don't you don't have to make it a grand statement about about her as a kids, mother or and, kids these days or right, parents yeah. these days. You know, that's right. a, it's, 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 it's uh, dominant. Frankly, I'm, I'm tired of it. And you and I run into this a lot and I'm I'm sure people listening to this or, you know, don't want to hear us complain about people complaining, but we just have to get on, we have to get to a situation where we realize we're not the, we're not the class police. It's not our job to teach these kids or their parents or their coaches ethics. I mean, the the coaches are doing the same thing. There are college coaches who will take a kid's commitment and when they want to get rid of him, just stop calling him and stop answering the phone he calls and never talk to him and hope the kid gets the hint. They'd be essentially ghost kids <laughs> and hope that they get the and and, and and we're pointing to them as the shining example of like, you know, oh well, they're disrespecting the fine men. It's like they're not they're not soldiers, they're not heroes. It's a football, it's a child's game. You know, played by men, and these are children we're talking about making college commitments. So we've got to stop. When DeAndre Litaker decommitted from Tennessee recently, I had people being like, good riddance, you know, like, <laughs> we, good, make room for someone else. And it's like, well, you know, this is a kid whose mom just died, and he doesn't have a place to live. You know what I mean? Like, he was, he was adopted by one of his teammates' parents, and the kid just wants to go to school and play football. Like he's not, you, 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 and it didn't work out with Tennessee, and they came to an agreement that was fine. But it's not like he came out and did an interview that said, "I hate Tennessee. Tennessee sucks." And then you have to say good riddance to the the, the child. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nice. and I, there were some people. Some of the things that people tweeted me. I mean. It's unbelievable. I mean, I've got people, you know, over the past month threatening to kill me, telling me to kill myself, everything like that. And it's like, guys, it's not, it, this is not that big of a deal. Like, that's Can we please relax? And that's why we have this show. I mean, you can listen to, if you want to go into another show where they just list off player after player and say they're recruiting rankings because they know nothing about them. There are plenty of college football podcasts you can do that on where they just say, no, let's talk about Alabama's class. Oh, they got a five-star Jalen Waddle. Oh, they got a five-star whatever. Also oh, you, got- you can find lots of uh
1: you know breakdown of how loose their hips are on those well, shows as well. I can but, imagine.
0: And guess what? I got some problems with other podcasts. I know people who do college football podcasts, listen to this show. We've had them tell us. Why aren't you having us on to talk? Are you, are, you, are, you, are you afraid that we might come on and be a little interesting or what? That's hey, what I, well,
1: Staples has me on his show, so we, uh, we got to let him off the hook here.
0: Well, okay. You know who you are, people. Other College Football <laughs> Podcasts. You follow me on Twitter. You tell me you listen to the show. Yet when it comes time for your signing day wrap-up special – here we are listing off commit after commit after. Oh, let's take a look at Florida. Oh, they got Emory Jones. Oh, he's going to come in and maybe play. And they just list They just list off names on a list for an hour and a half. I, I just yeah. – boy, now you got me fired up. <laughs> I did get you fired up, man. It's happened? like a mid-show rant. See what happens when I wake up
1: with a headache? This is yeah, what happens. God, and you're flying here in like a few hours, right? i got to get ready right, for Right. I'm sure that will help my.
0: That'll help my sinus pressure. By the way, big shout to the neti pot. Uh, several neti pot treatments for me this morning. Have you ever tried that, Rob? No, but you better be ready because it's Blackbird Ordinary tonight. It's Winwood.
1: It's it's, a whole, it's so, a whole night out with, with Rob Cassidy.
0: So so a neti pot is when you take a saline, uh, essentially you put take a packet of salt, put it in some warm water, put it in one of those little kettles, and you run it through your nose. You put it in one side of your nose, it goes up through and comes out the other. So you're snorting it. Now, well you're it's it's liquid oh god! Uh, you're, you're you're mixing it in water and you're pouring it through and the water you can tell how congested your nose is because the water doesn't come it's delightful through. <laughs> i'm telling you if you have sinus headaches i highly recommend it because guess what i would i would be paralyzed right now i'd be still be sleeping in bed so um that's my rant about that i don't want to i'm not gonna name anybody by names these are Outside of the Rivals Company, we have three Rivals podcasts which you can listen to, including uh, Godfather and Gorney with uh, Mike Farrell and Adam Gorney, and then the Rivals Rankings podcast with Chad and Josh. They do all those guys are going to probably also talk signing day, talk rankings, and stuff like that. I'm just talking about traditional college, football. Yeah, traditional college football podcasts who don't cover signing day year round. And then it comes time to wrap up signing day and they have someone on who, who, goes over the list with them oh look uh uh, texas a&m they got a guy from here they got a guy from here they got a guy that's why when i do radio interviews i don't sit here and list off names because the people listening don't know who i'm talking about yeah no right you you really have to provide context so that's all we're trying to do so jacob copeland's mom congratulations you can do whatever you want you got the blessing of woody and rob right okay you're welcome on our show
1: anytime too
0: oh i'd love to have her on number two clay walker you shouldn't have thrown the hat okay but i don't care you can do whatever you want it doesn't mean you're a bad person <laughs> yeah you still great you can no. come throw hats at my house anytime right. right you know i i love throwing hats uh although i like throwing hats down into it would be great if he did it you know like a like an angry, um, uh, angry no, I, baseball I, manager. I, I,
1: told, I told you my my idea for instead of the hats to do co- like coffee mugs and have them shatter all the coffee mugs except for one against the wall.
0: No, that would be that would be great. That'd be if we have a Greek player. You know, we can break some plates. Yeah, that's what we uh, need. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, by the way, a misnomer. Uh, I uh, can assure you that I've been to several Greek weddings and I'm not seeing any plates get get broken. So, uh, all right, let's move. Let's move through. All right. Uh, we've already we're already deep off the rails here, know, i'm trying to be the one for one for once ever i'm the one that's trying to right the ship here well guess what this is our fun podcast this is where we kind of i mean and i did a segment on our video show yesterday and with with uh Kristen, who if you didn't watch those videos you can find them on rivals.com and on our facebook page where we kind of uh, recap things that happened throughout the day, and she was like, "I don't want to talk about any recruiting." She's like, "Can we just talk about all the crazy stuff that happened?" <laughs> and I was like, "That's all I want to talk about, Kristen." <laughs> well, that's all everybody cares about, anyway. Right. So, uh, one other thing we didn't talk about: Michael Thompson committed to Oklahoma in a commitment video, which you sent to us was almost looked like he was getting a cancer diagnosis. Yeah, it, was,
1: um, it was almost like a mock cancer diagnosis. I, which you know, say what you will. I mean, it was interesting. I was, I was captivated.
0: Yeah, it was definitely a weird. Uh, it was a weird video, and it had to do with uh, Oklahoma's thing is like OU DNA, I believe, is what. Yeah, they,
1: that's that's Lincoln Riley's big thing is OU DNA.
0: Right. So it was essentially like he had OU DNA, but maybe they should have done a twenty three and Me spoof, uh, you know, where he <laughs> spits in the little tube. Ah, and then yeah. Turn. You know, something like mapping the human genome or something like with a scientist instead of a doctor. Uh, So that was one of the notable things that caught our eye yesterday. Another thing that you wanted to talk about, Rob, one of our jobs is to cut through. And this is something that that I think fans uh, and readers really respond to is cutting through a lot of the you know BS, if you want to call it that. Whereas a kid's got five hats on the table. It's our job to say, look, it's really down to these two schools. Uh, it's either going to be this school or this school when the kid announces. Now, you were taken flack yesterday for other fan bases knowing they weren't going to get the kid, but also wanting to be included because. Yeah, I, I, I,
1: I wrote something. I was like, the, the biggest uh, angry people here were Alabama over Tyson Campbell. And I said, it's either Miami or Georgia. And then I've got a million Alabama people in my mentions. It's like, what, he's not considering Alabama? I assure you that he is. And I would respond to them, be like, maybe he is, but he's either going to Georgia or he's going to Miami. And they say, well, I agree with you, but he's at least considering Alabama. And I'm sitting here thinking, if you don't think he's going there, is he really considering Like, does it matter? Like, We both agree that he is not going to Alabama, but you still are mad at me because I did not put Alabama's name in this tweet. That's what, this is the hair we're splitting right now.
0: Yeah, so that it's tough because, uh, boy, on on signing day, and when I was a when I was uh, a normal person, like a human who just casually followed recruiting uh, as part of my work or part of my life of as someone who likes college football, when a kid announced on TV, I would basically be like, oh. You know why did he pick UCF over Florida? You yeah, know? <laughs> I know. it's like
1: we and I was too. It's the same way. I thought there was like a hat police that dictated. I mean, I didn't realize. I guess somewhere inside, I did realize that you could just put whatever hat you wanted down there. I mean, if I wanted to put a cowboy's hat down there, uh, it didn't mean I could commit to the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Right. It's like it's like me saying, yeah, you know, I could have gone to Harvard, but I, I chose UCF. I didn't apply. I just chose to go to UCF.
1: <laughs> well, a lot of people do say that Kansas State is the Harvard of the Plains.
0: Right, exactly. It's definitely UCF's. Definitely the Harvard of. Uh, I would well. Where does the four hundred and seven area Stetson is the Harvard of S- Central Florida, or maybe Rollins. So I can't even say that. There's two two better colleges right in the same city, <laughs> <laughs> the same metro area. So, uh, yeah, guys. I mean, and and like I said, this is general fans, and and we saw this a lot during the day, where. Yeah, media I don't want to get people. into complaining about fans no, here. No,
1: no, it, it just, it no. It is but our I'm job saying,
0: to cut through the BS, you know? Right. But I'm saying there were a lot of times yesterday where we had media people sort of overselling the chances. And and I think this sort of sets the tone for coaches and sets the tone for fan bases to be disappointed. Because if I tell you, hey, hey, you know, Boise State fan, uh, you've got a real chance at signing Jalen Waddle. You should watch his announcement coming up here. Yeah. Uh, And a lot of people are – and the fans then get excited And because a lot of times I was searching players' names yesterday on Twitter because I was trying to find a reporter who was there or live stream or something like that. And you'd see like – I'd be like, okay, Glenn Beal. I know he's down to Alabama or uh, Texas A&M. Well, you search his name and you've got reporters who cover other schools being like – oh, hey, you better watch Glenn Beal. There's a, there's a good chance he comes to, you know, school X. But it's not true. So it, it, we run into the problem where it's like you don't want to be the bearer of bad news, I guess. But uh, I think it affects coaches. I think it affects the perception of, you know, as you always talking about winning the press conference. I think some coaches lost the press conference yesterday, even though they knew they weren't going to get the players and other people knew they weren't going to get the players. I don't know. I think it... I do you think you just it's just sort of school material. you're talking about. You want to talk about cutting through the crap. You just want to say Tennessee. No, or no, just no, 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 no. Okay. Well, you know, Tennessee Tennessee uh, Tennessee swung for the fences. And that's why I've I've got to do a radio appearance here shortly in Tennessee. I don't blame them for doing that. Like no, I don't either. I think it was a good move. I mean, especially if you're gonna come in late, you know? Late well, there. but you need okay. For Tennessee to get that many five stars to take official visits and consider them is impressive. But And that was good pub. The problem is when you don't get any of them, it's, it turns into bad pub, but you were never supposed to get any of them. Like yeah, it's
1: almost like one of these quandaries where are you better off not getting the kids in for a visit and then not getting them as so you don't get people's hopes up? Or are you better off getting them in, uh, having a visit happen, get people's hopes up because of the visit and then not getting any of them and then everybody turns on you? Uh, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I would assume the visit is better. I, I, I don't know. But would Tennessee fans felt- have been as mad? They had a great early signing period, all things considered. Jeremy Pruitt did great in the early period. Would they have been as upset if they didn't get their hopes up by getting these kids in on visits? Or would they be like, oh, yeah, it was a great early signing period. We can't expect this much in the first year.
0: Well, it's it's just tough because you have a staff full of great recruiters, you know, with a great recruiting reputation. The, pro- the problem is Jeremy Pruitt was coaching Alabama on, like, January 10th. I know. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like – And and I'm not saying I don't know how he's going to do. I don't know if he's going to be a great coach. And I don't. I'm not friends with him. I'm not holding his water here, or whatever you want to say. I just know that you you can sometimes set yourself up for disappointment. There were other schools yesterday, you know, that that landed on the losers list of the winners and losers, who thought they were going to get guys and didn't get them, and they had realistic shots. That hurts more if you're LSU and you don't get patrick sertain and mario goodrich when two days ago it was a done deal that you were getting both of them that hurts that's bad the chances of tennessee getting a commitment from elijah griffin were all like always at one percent you know even though he went there you gotta remember these kids are so savvy now they know exactly what they're doing yeah no doubt about it they go on the trips they go on the trips and say hey you know Boy, I loved it. It was a fan. They're my leader, right? Felt like, felt like family. Right. They're my leader right now. If you follow me on Twitter, they might even be my leader longer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it, that's all they're doing. It's, it's basically the kids taking official visits now. It's the equivalent of like, you know, uh, kiss coming out and being like, hello, Cleveland. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> yeah. It's some cheap pop, you know?
0: Right, that's all it is, and they know they're doing it, and they're they're so sly about it. And now we will often hear other kids be like, "Man, I hate that guy. He's a Twitter blank," you know? Yeah, you can't <laughs> uh, say it. A term that 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 we like to use commonly, but that's within their right. I mean, if if you want to grow your brand or whatever by doing that, but you know, unfortunately, we're in a time now where essentially these high school recruits are so notable. That they know what they're doing. They, they know what's up. They're you know The, the smart, savvy ones are, are cutting through and they're leading people on and they're doing it because they want to be more notable and it's well within their right. But I'm just saying you can't set yourself up for failure. These coaches uh, in a new term, which was referred to yesterday, a new term, I believe it had to have been coined yesterday. I have never heard the term transition class used before it yesterday. It was all over yesterday. It was. It I was. was never heard it too. We're going to have to add it to the recruiting glossary next year, transition class, which was referred to for coaches who were at new schools, which there were so many of them this year. And guess what? Willie Taggart got Florida State into the top 10. I mean, Tennessee still finished in the top 25 and their people are disappointed. It's their lowest ranked class and, you know, X number of years. But what are you supposed to do? Uh, You know, A, 70% of the class signed early. (laughs) I know. And
1: they they did well in that period. That's the thing. Right. People forget that.
0: Now, if it's next year at this time and they're holding out on all these highly ranked guys and they don't get them, you have every right to be angry. I totally, and you know, you have every right to be angry as is. I'm just saying, let's have some, uh, and that's why, you know, fan, of course, is short for fanatic as our boy Colin Cowherd is always saying. Um, But, you know, you have to have some realistic expectations because a rebuild, especially at the college level, takes time and, you know, it takes recruiting. And, and, you know, it's just not going to happen overnight, bottom line. So let's touch on Sertain uh,
1: real quick before we move on. This thing is running long. Um, Is it? Yeah. I mean, it it will be by the time it's over. Sertain is – everybody thought he was going to LSU. I think this is notable. Alabama didn't have its best day. Uh, but this is a giant win for them, right? I mean, it started to become a little bit clear to us after we recorded last week's podcast. that We were hearing things leading up to the announcement. But that all turned in 24 hours. Uh, all of a sudden, it went from LSU as the the heavy favorite uh, he's going to sign with Alabama. And you want to talk about a gut punch, man. You want to talk about an angry fan base. They're pissed.
0: No, they're... They're mad, uh, and I'm, I haven't looked. They're probably mad at me because I put them on the losers category. No,
1: nah, they're, what they're, they're to have- way too busy being mad at assistant coaches. It doesn't seem to be targeted at Orgeron yet, um, but they're mad at the assistants.
0: Well, we saw them introduce a new head coach, to, uh, a new assistant coach today, a safeties coach, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what happened from what I was told? Now, this is all sources, rumors, and conjecture, okay? What I was told happened. Sertan's caught wind that they had interviewed this coach, right? Yeah. Uh, the safeties coach, which is an additional assistant hire. This is not replacing someone on the staff. Okay. okay. Word got out that he had he had interviewed. Got back to this Sertan's Sir who said, you know, hey, what's going on here? Uh, why are you interviewing a safeties coach? Which is, could be, you know, so trend, lost in translation as a DB's coach. The reason we're coming to LSU is because we love DB's coach Corey Raymond. Okay. It makes sense. Co- yep. Corey Raymond, because mm-hmm. of a close relationship with Sertan's uh, father. A long time.
1: Yep.
0: Right. So that was the whole reason he was going to LSU. Well, then it came to light that, that Raymond had, had potentially interviewed for an NFL job. With, with the team in my city, correct? Right. With the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, like I said, this is what I was told, rumors and innuendo. I have not confirmed that Corey Raymond interviewed with the Dolphins. Now, that became a situation where if you put you know, one and one together here, uh, you're, you're essentially making two. Corey Raymond's interviewing for another job. LSU is interviewing a coach for a DB job position. Is LSU really going to sign certain and then have Corey Raymond leave? Now, I think that was all worked out by Monday night to where they explained the situation. As I mentioned, they're close. But that was enough to pl- then plant the seed of doubt into the mind where Alabama had already made a, a good impression. Yeah. They're landing helicopters on the football field. They just won the national championship. He'd just come off a visit
1: from there a couple of weeks ago. He had visited Alabama more recently than he visited LSU. That seat of doubt is plenty in that situation.
0: Right. So all of a sudden it goes from, he's been a lock to LSU since he you know, was in diapers essentially <laughs> to, to now he's going to Alabama and it came apart so quickly and and that's why LSU fans are mad. I just think the whole thing could have been avoided. You know, if if the story goes down the way we're told, the whole thing could have been avoided had they just been. And and I think they were open, especially with Sertan, because it's not like it's not like Corey Raymond could interview with the Dolphins in Miami and them not and Patrick Sertan might even have his number retired by the yeah. Dolphins yeah. or whatever. He's gonna find out about it. Okay, so I think they were open about that. I think we're where it came into play was the interviewing the other position coach and maybe some some things that didn't go down right there. So the bottom line is if that's true, if it's not true, whatever happened, you know, it stinks for them to not only lose him, lose Mario Goodrich to Clemson and then uh, not have time to replace him. I mean, there are plenty of quality DBs in the state of Louisiana. One of them signs with Arkansas, one of them signs with Mississippi State. They actually lost, they actually, one of their DBs who had been committed to them, they told him they didn't have room for him. He flipped to TCU uh, and signed with TCU. They could have just kept him. They obviously liked him enough to take his commitment at one point. Instead, he's gone, and now they they just had two spots that didn't get filled in their class. Yep. So, uh, so that's the LSU talk. As far as Alabama, I guess we should talk more about it because people – Actually, let me find a tweet to read. They Alabama had an up and down day yesterday. They start out the morning. They lose Bobby Brown, the D tackle who commits to to Texas A and M. They lose Quay Walker, the aforementioned uh, longtime commit who who had been committed. He flips. They don't get Jacob Copeland, who we didn't really think they were going to get anyway, but that was in the mix. More importantly, Justin Ross goes to Clemson instead of Alabama. What You know, one of the first time to- only times in the history of the the rivals era that the number one player leaves the state. So. Those are the three, three or four bad things that happened to them. So people are saying, "Well, Alabama should be." They had a horrible day. Well, okay. They also went into Texas and signed a five-star receiver in Jalen Waddle. They also went down to South Florida and got Patrick Sertain. So, yeah, everything's relative though. For Alabama, you know, if
1: they don't finish in the top three, it's a nightmare. You know,
0: right. And, and uh, where did they end up finishing? Did we ever get a final? I thought they were somewhere. I don't know. In the somewhere at the
1: in, bottom end of the top ten.
0: Let me check. I will. Uh, I will work on that while I, we're. Uh...
1: Everything's relative, especially with them. That's why you know we talk about. But drives maybe one of the the most popular stories. Be right on signing days, the winners and losers, uh, and the reason that drives so much traffic. I think is because everything's relative. So you can put you know a team that finishes you know twenty spots below Alabama on winners, uh, if it's like. Kansas, you know, or Kansas State. If they finish number twenty in the country, that's you know that's a giant win. If Alabama finishes seventeen, it's a giant loss. So it's a uh, it's a nice story to write and have everybody tell you you're an idiot, uh, which I love.
0: (laughs) Well, that's what we're going to get into. Alabama finished seventh. They have nineteen commits. They could probably take. They could, in theory, take one more guy and and have their their average go up. I don't know if they're going to do that. USC only took 18 players uh, and finished number three. So, um, you know, it's interesting because even, like you said, Tennessee considered a loser. They're number 20. Nebraska considered a winner. They're number 21. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's like, and I told you that I, as we were, you and I often rotate the winners and losers. You did it for the early signing period and we talked to each other and you're like, well, can I put, can I say, can I say Nebraska is a winner when they finish number 21 and Michigan's a loser when they finished three spots behind them, you know, like you, you can't say that. And that's kind of how it goes. Cause it's all relative. I did get a few, uh, I did have someone tweeting me last night, uh, about 1. A.M. Let me,
1: uh, was there a reporter not sleeping in preparation for next year's signing? Uh, there
0: was a guy, uh, who, who says on his profile, he wants to be referred to as brick. Um, So uh, he's a superintendent for commercial construction by day, poker, and sports enthusiast by night. A guy named Brick that's into poker. (laughs) So he says, so Brick says, in your winners and losers article, the mere idea of leaving off Ohio State as a winner and not putting Bama as a loser is the absolute most pathetic showing of bias I've ever seen in my life. To call yourself a sports journalist, this article makes you a fraud.
1: Well, first of all, we're, we're, nobody here is a sports journalist. We're covering recruiting. It's like we're not busting open Watergate here.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, then, then he replies a second time. LMAO. This article is the epitome of poor and biased. No Ohio State as a winner. LMAO. There was a – their class – oh, boy. Wrong. There, their class was historic, and they signed the best lineman in country. You're delusional.
1: This okay. is why we need Kruger, so he can play like one of those uh, famous LMFA or the band beats. I can't remember the.
0: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> shot, shot. Right. So, right. So I responded to Brick and said, uh, "I, <laughs> I said time for me to sign off for the night." When <laughs> <And> <laughs> he said that was enough of me, <laughs> at which point. At which point Brick said, coward who has no explanation other than obvious bias. L-M-A-O-O. So hold on. Who's your bias towards? Alabama is what he's suggesting? Yeah, because I didn't put Alabama as a loser. I think I'm biased towards them and I'm also against Ohio State because I didn't put Ohio State as a winner. That's the perfect storm. So I said, yes. Yes that's it brick <laughs> brick <laughs> and, and, and brick said again more dodging this dude is worse than cnn or msnbc oh i could have told you I
1: could have told you he's one of them is his is his photograph an eagle or an american flag
0: no it's not it's just it's just a selfie in the mirror it's a ah boy all right so, let's move on from,
1: from from you know the cnn talk
0: from brick well failing cnn sad um So, uh, well, that's pretty much it. I mean, I think we touched on everything we need to touch on. It was a crazy year. Uh, we could talk about Georgia. We've, we've, you know, kind of beat the drum on them about how great their class was. They did a great job. Um, and, 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 you know they're reloading. I, yeah, we've I'm spent sort the last of,
1: like three episodes doing this.
0: Uh, right. So, so we know they're awesome. Georgie, you're awesome. Don't get mad at us uh, for for not talking about you because it's,
1: it's almost that your the recruit class was so good that it's not interesting. I wrote in that story that somebody should have just stopped the fight in December. I mean, it was over. Uh, it, well, it was so good that it has failed to be interesting.
0: Well, that's what I said. I wondered, of course, you and I have continued to have no idea how to calculate these numbers. I no clue
1: how our <laughs> team rankings are. I, know. I had to email somebody yesterday. I almost got myself in trouble because I put, I looked on there and I saw Arizona State was last. And I very briefly was like, they finished last among the power five programs. And they put it out and I had to ask Gladkey. I was like, look, I don't know how the numbers work. And he's like, oh, they could definitely still catch Oregon State. So I had to take it out. I I have no clue how that mathematical. There's only like two people that work at Rivals that know how that mathematical formula works.
0: Well, they won by they won by 300 points.
1: Yeah, but what does that mean? Is 300 points a lot? Is it a little? Is it? I don't
0: know. The, there are slotted things, which I believe there's also an explanation, which Rob well, and I, I should It's on the read.
1: website. I just never read it.
0: <laughs> right. right. So Anyone
1: accuses us of trying to rig the team rankings, it's literally impossible. I have no idea.
0: Hey, you know, sports journalists like ourselves are not known as math guys. So that's yeah. a famous uh that's a famous thing. So uh for sure, yeah, we did not uh we did not do that. But uh I think it stands to reason that they could have signed no players yesterday and still been number one.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. I mean, if you say so. <laughs>
0: well at least number two, because they finished seven hundred points ahead of USC. So uh that's just the bottom line is it was a great class, and uh, like you said, we've talked about it, you know, so much. They tied the record for the most five stars. Worth noting, Clemson signed six five stars, USC signed five, so Georgia signed eight. So, quietly, very quietly, you know, those two schools who took less than 20 commits, you know, had had in my mind very impressive. USC actually had a higher. Star average four point two eight as they took no three stars. Which, Clemson uh, is
1: always signing these small classes. Where are their scholarship numbers go?
0: Well, that's what I, I don't know because they always have player leave players leaving early for the NFL as well. And yeah, maybe they've just so, got like uh, a shadow
1: team just in case, like the uh, the real team comes down with a flu or something, they can just
0: yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Shut them know. in the shadow team. You know there's always a lot of talk that Davo gives away one or two scholarships every year to like somebody's somebody's kid or some friend of his, you know. Uh, which for Clemson fans gets so frustrated over where they'll be like, you know, why did they take that guy? Just because his dad is the you know, his dad went to college with Dabo or whatever. But guess what? It's working. They're they're you know, and that's why I'm always saying these teams think too hard about when they when they damage a relationship by cutting a guy uh who who has ties to other people in the area or other or other people you ain't burning a bridge when you don't need to because the bottom line is you're going to have people wash out every class so why not take a guy or in Clemson's case one or two guys uh you know that you know are going to be good program guys and and be on the team and provide depth or whatever even though you know they're not maybe you could probably replace them with someone slightly better who's going to end up transferring cuz he doesn't end up playing anyway you know um so all right. So do you have Rob any rants? I really, I'm uh, going to have to have you vent for about a minute here because no, I'm. Was, uh, I think
1: my only my only rant came at the top of the show this week about you know reporters doing one arm push ups and tiring themselves out, so they have to tweet about how how tired they are at the end of the but, <laughs> if, You know, for every for every commitment story I write, I have to do 300 sit ups. Uh, that would be one- good. If please, get did- did- it for me, everybody. Yeah, you had to run a lap or something. Maybe that's something. Right. When you get here, I'll make you do signing day calisthenics.
0: Um, am I getting you from the airport? By the way, no, I think I got a rental car. I actually got two emails, one from Avis and one from Budget, so I might have booked two cars. So I have to see which <laughs> which one's cheaper. Uh, it's a it's a, you know, I believe that's the same company. So,
1: uh, speaking of rental cars, and Kruger's not here to talk to me about this. I uh, I was Shelton Benjamin, who is a famous, you know, semi famous uh, WWE wrestler, uh, was tweeting. I can't remember what rental car company it is, so I won't say which one it is, I don't want to get, get it wrong. Um, he found a loaded handgun in his in his glove box after when he was returning the car. So they rented him a car, but I presume the person that had it before him just had a loaded handgun in, in the glove box and left it there. And he just post a tweet to Twitter and a picture. I mean, you want to talk about I he could probably sue them for a ton of money, right? You can't just leave a loaded gun in your car.
0: Well, as I've said, I I often go to the to the rental car place, and they're like, "Yo, we've only got one car left, but it needs to be cleaned." I'm like, "Look, you guys don't you guys don't do a good job of cleaning it anyway. Just give me the car. Like, they're it's never that dirty, but the amount of times I've gotten into a car and there's like trash shoved in the door or under, you know, if you ever oh, you and know they don't fill th- the gas
1: tank up sometimes.
0: Right, exactly. Say, for example, you drop your phone; it slides under the seat, and you get under there. And there's like clearly trash that has been there for a long time. I mean, I understand or do you they're drop trying to separate
1: automatic r- rifle between the seats. Well, but so that's what I'm it. saying. So, so,
0: so, so, say somebody you know uh, with the gun rented the car; they put it in a glove box, and you forget about it. How you're the king of losing things?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, I might have died every time I lost my handgun.
0: I'm just saying, is it out of the question that you would lose your phone or your computer or something? No, you not, could not at one hundred percent. I probably have done so this week, right? You always you lose your hotel keys before you check in, and you've lost them before you even oh, get up to your
1: room. Maybe, but not anymore because the new Marriott system—they put the key on your phone, so now you cannot lose them because you unlock your room with the phone.
0: So yeah, Hilton is also doing that. You seem to be a big advocate of that, so I'm going to try it this week. So anyway, that wraps it up. So, I, I wraps it up for us. I really have to go to the bathroom. I have to go pee so bad that I'm sitting here uh, tapping my feet and uh, M Deuce. Let's so, get it. M Deuce, play us out. We'll be back with another episode next week.